Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. People who don't like or love, I really can barely even stand, cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 249. I'm calling it How to Clean Your Bedroom. This is for all of us. Uh, bedrooms, if you've ever listened before, you may already know my personal bedroom is my big struggle. But it's something that's gotten a whole lot better over the years. And I have had to work my way through it so many times that I um, thought I would do this because I know there's a lot of us tackling this right now. And it can be overwhelming for, you know, it has some unique things about bedrooms that make them overwhelming. And I feel like one of the things is that, you know, as kids and growing up, it's just standard parent shtick to say, you know, go clean your room. And I sometimes think maybe I just had no idea how to do that. Like I didn't, I, I didn't know what that meant. And so even though I would go clean my room, I would get distracted. I would, you know, just end up playing with stuff or just get overwhelmed and shut down or whatever. Because just cleaning your room wasn't enough information for my unique personality. And so I think breaking it down and going through that is helpful. Sometimes I do wonder if perhaps just that general go clean your room and not being successful at it is part of the reason why it's still a struggle for me. But anyway, we'll talk about it. I'm not blaming my mother. She's great. Okay. Um, how to clean your bedroom. So first of all, I think it's really important to define the room. This is something that I encourage for every space in your house. And uh, even the ones where you go, well, duh, it's the bedroom. I'm like, but yeah, what, what does that mean? So my little quick example, um, I had a, an everything room that I used to call my game room slash office slash I don't remember what the other thing was, but anyway, storage room, whatever it, it was a room that gave me fits for years and finally defining the room and saying, this is the game room. I'm not going to call this my office anymore, even though there are times where it just comes out of my mouth, go put this in the office and my kids know what I'm talking about. But as far as like thinking of that room, making the decision that this is a game room, even though it had home office kind of stuff in it took me so far in being able to declutter that room and get the stuff out that didn't need to be in there that didn't serve the purpose of what the definition of the room was. So let's think about that for your bedroom. And I want you to be honest. Okay. I am not here to go, your bedroom should be a sanctuary. That is great. And yes, of course. Yes, that's wonderful. But the truth is, you know, especially for kids, a lot of times the bedroom is their only personal space. And it may only be a portion of that because they share it with another sibling. You know, so what is your bedroom? Is this the place where you just sleep and that's it? Or is it the place where you do some work? Um, do you have a desk in there that you actually use? Is this a place? Is this the place where you go when you want to read a book? Is this the place that, um, you know, whatever. I'm going to encourage you to figure out what that means for you. Okay. And try to make it 
a definition instead of it's my sleeping slash work from home slash, you know, store my eBay stuff until I get I'm thinking of times different times where my bedroom has served in different purposes, but you know, slash this slash that try to think of it as you know, this is my place where I sleep and it's, it's where I have my personal things that aren't used by the whole family or whatever it means to you, but try to come up with a definition for your bedroom. What purpose is it going to serve? Um, how, you know, so be realistic about how you use it. Do you relax in there? Do you sleep in there? Do you work, play, whatever? And just really, if, if you have a couple different things that happen in there and it's way too complicated to explain it, try to think, okay, do all these things really need to be happening in here? Or am I really just using that as an excuse to dump stuff in here because of whatever it is that I, I think of as my bedroom there. Okay. All right. So here, here's the other thing about bedrooms, because they tend to be collectors of different stuff. Unlike the kitchen, which I mean, you know, we've, the, my people, we've had clutter everywhere. But a bedroom can collect a lot of different clutter. And so we're going to talk about the fact that cleaning your room make sure that the decluttering layer has happened first. So there's layers to a clean house. There's layers to a clean bedroom. Okay. The layers of a clean house are first, there's the clutter. You have to get the clutter out of there first. The clutter, things that don't have a home, things that don't have an actual real life, real current life reason to be in this space need to go first. Okay. Because you can't get the house or the bedroom clean if you have a bunch of stuff in there that isn't supposed to be there. Okay, so getting that clutter layer off first. The next layer is the stuff that needs to be done on a regular basis, as opposed to actual cleaning. So cleaning is the so you think I need to clean my house. This was a big part of my problem as I was like, I need to clean my house. But what I really needed to do was first get the decluttering done all the stuff that shouldn't have been there in the first place, then catch up on all the stuff I should have been done doing on a regular basis. And then finally getting to the actual cleaning like the dusting and the mopping and the vacuuming and all that kind of stuff. See what I'm saying? So, you know, once you get the clutter done, we're going to also deal with the stuff that should be done daily, like making your bed, whether or not you make your bed daily or not is not the point. But that's the kind of stuff that should be dealt with on a regular basis that we're going to talk through and then get down to the cleaning. And so acknowledging that when you just say, hey, go clean your room. If we don't understand that there's layers there, then that is part of what can be so overwhelming. So we're going to work through those layers. First layer is the clutter. So how do we deal with that? Well, the first layer of the clutter is the trash. So grab a black trash bag or whatever you happen to have, but black is great because it's black. So you're not going to see what you're putting inside of it. And other people won't see what you're putting inside of it. And you won't be reminded, oh, maybe I should have kept that. Okay. So just go through and look for trash. Maybe there's no trash in your bedroom. Lucky you. Um, I am in my bedroom right now. And so if you hear people in the background, um, you know, just ignore them because my whole family's home right now. So I'm going to look around and I'm going to see things right now that are trash. Okay. That perhaps you have similar things in your room. So there is a plastic bag that was packaging for something. I don't even know what it was. That's trash. 
Um, there is an empty chip bag. We're not going to talk about why, but that's trash. Uh, there is a, um, earplug. I use earplugs a lot when I sleep. Well, I can see one right now that fell to the floor and it's trash. Okay. Like I can tell it's a little bit dirty. I wouldn't put that in my ear again. It's trash. Um, there is an empty package of scotch tape, probably from when I was wrapping gifts at Christmas time. That's trash. Okay. So those are some examples for you of, yeah, you end up finding trash. There's also an empty water bottle on my bedside table. Um, there's an empty deodorant container that I see somewhere. So those things are trash. And the purpose of getting started with that is that trash, real trash is not emotional. Okay. So just look at it as this is trash. Get the stuff that you don't go, Oh, I do want to keep that, (laughs) whatever. If you just walk into your room and go, I'm going to get rid of a whole bunch of stuff. It can be overwhelming. Even though you had great intentions when you walked in, you start to walk in, you start to see the things that are going to be difficult for you to get rid of, but you think maybe you're going to have to, and you just shut down and say, I don't want to get rid of anything. So just say, okay, what here is obviously trash and needs to be thrown away. Start with that. Okay, all throughout the whole room, everything that's visible, you don't need to pull things out of drawers at this point. Oh, my goodness, I just knocked something off of something. And it scared me to death. Because I thought somebody was walking in the room. Anyway, oh, the joys of having everybody home. It's fun. Okay, so, um, you know, dealing with the trash will get you started. And it will start, it will help you start to differentiate and distinguish between the different things that you're going to have to deal with in your room. See what I'm saying? So instead of just looking at it as a pile that you know is going to have hard decisions, don't look at it as a pile. Say what in this pile is trash and pull the trash out. And then it's going to start to click in your brain the actual realities about other things there that are in that pile. Okay, there's something about it that that really works for that. Um, It's also going to reduce the overall volume of issue. I mean, your room is going to look better when you just get rid of the trash. If you don't believe me, take before and after pictures, take before pictures, and then pictures after you've done some trash and see that you can tell a difference. And that will help motivate you to keep going. Then just start looking for things that don't belong in your bedroom. This is what I call easy stuff, stuff that has an established home somewhere else in the house. It's just not there for whatever reason look for those things, things that have a place somewhere else in the house, take those things to those places, get them out of your bedroom. Because you can't clean it when there's a whole bunch of stuff in here that doesn't need to be in here that's not supposed to be in here. So we're not even getting to the stuff that you're like, Oh, should this be no, these are the things that already go somewhere else. They're just in your room for whatever reason. So I'm gonna look around my room and see what there is. Okay, so I see um some playing cards. We have a drawer where I look for playing cards that that is where that goes. I don't have to analyze it. I don't have to think about it. It goes there. That's where that should be. There's an empty glass on my dresser. Well, that would go to the dishwasher. Okay. Um, there are some of my books. I think I used them for, I held them up when I was doing my, um, doing a Facebook live recently anyway, but those go to where my books go. All right. So all these different things, looking around, just not saying, I'm going to have to deal with every single thing. No, I'm just going to get the stuff out of here that actually goes somewhere else in the house. That's your easy stuff. Taking it in these steps will help you work through the process without getting overwhelmed. 
Let's talk about one of this episode's sponsors, BetterHelp. If you're experiencing struggles in your mental health, you need to check into BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling that you can use from home. It allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace from your home. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. So you don't have to worry that you're not going to personally connect with the person that you get. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear, it's not a crisis line. Here's the big advantage. Through BetterHelp, you have access to a broad expertise in the network so you can address your unique needs. You're not limited to what's available in your local area. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. And best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A slob comes clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code clean. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash clean. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. Okay, so I have been using and talking about Prep Dish here on the podcast for years. They're a healthy meal planning service that makes life easier. But today, I want to share with you a brand new free resource they've pulled together in light of the current situation going on with coronavirus. It's a free meal plan using only items from your pantry and freezer. If you've been struggling with meals, especially with grocery stores being unreliable, this plan will help. There's lots of tasty recipes like paprika roasted chicken with roasted Brussels sprouts and seasoned rice, veggie bean soup, and some yummy almond butter bites to snack on. And don't worry, Allison includes plenty of ideas of substitutions in case the exact thing on the recipe isn't what you have in your pantry. So if you need some meal ideas and inspiration, head to prepdish.com slash pantry, P-A-N-T-R-Y, and you can download this awesome meal plan absolutely free. Again, that is prepdish.com slash pantry to instantly download your free pantry and freezer meal plan. Okay, Um, we're going to talk as we talk about easy stuff. We're going to talk about a couple other things that are unique to bedrooms. Dirty clothes don't actually go in your bedroom. They may go in the hamper. Okay, if your hamper is empty and you've got dirty clothes on the floor, put the dirty clothes in the hamper. Okay, put them in the space where dirty clothes are supposed to go in your room. That is going to visually help your room be a lot less overwhelming. If you start picking up dirty clothes off your floor and putting them in the hamper and the hamper gets full, go ahead and take a load, pull out whatever would go in a load together and take it to the washing machine and start a load of laundry as you're doing this. That clothing and bedrooms, those two things go together and are, you know, clothing is a lot of times a big part of the problem in a bedroom. Other things is procrastinate clutter. So procrastinate clutter might be folding the clean clothes that are piled on your dresser and putting those things away. As you do that, as you go to put things away, if you go, if you fold some clothes 
and you put your socks in the sock drawer and the sock drawer won't close anymore if you're putting everything away, go ahead as you're doing that and embrace the container concept, which means that every space that you have to put things in, including your entire house as a whole, is finite. Like it has a limit to it. A container is meant to be a limit. Every space is a container. So as you go to put socks away, if they don't fit, pull out your least favorite pair of socks and stick that in a donate box. Okay. As you do that, your room is going to look a whole lot better. So just think of it as what in here is procrastinate clutter. I've been taking stuff out of my room, but then there's also stuff in this room that really, it doesn't require any decision on my part. There's nothing to analyze. It's just stuff I need to get done. It's this pile of clean clothes on the dresser that needs to be folded and put away. It's the pile of temporary clothes in on that chair or whatever it is that needs to be dealt with. If it's something you put there because it was not clean and not dirty. Well, if it's been there for a while and you're actively cleaning up your room, you need to make the decision. Is it wearable again or is it not? It's been in this temporary place because you didn't want to put it right back in the closet. Um, But now it's been there for however long. And so it either needs to go back in the closet or the drawer as something to be worn again, or you need to say, well, I'm not going to wear that again. And this is not an actual space for things. And I'm going to put it in the dirty clothes. Okay. Um, Just a little quick thing. What I have found works really well for those temporary clothes, uh, those clothes that aren't clean and aren't dirty is to, um, I have little over the door hooks. Okay. I have like a, it's basically like a, it's got 10 hooks, I think on it and it just slides over the door. So there's nothing to actually nail in or anything like that. Um, and I have that in my bathroom and that's where those kinds of clothes go. And, and it's a natural limit. So the fact that there are 10 hooks there is a container. It's a limit. Okay. It means that I can only hang 10 things here. And once it's full, then if I have more things to hang up there, I need to be realistic and say this either. I'm not going to wear it again if it's not washed again, or it needs to go in the closet or honestly, it's been hanging here forever and it just needs to be decluttered. Okay. So that kind of stuff. So go ahead and deal with that procrastinate clutter of things that have just been put in a temporary spot that you have a place for it in the room. It has some deal with it now. Sometimes again, you can feel like, well, that's not actually cleaning, but you can't clean unless that stuff is done. Well, that's not actually decluttering. Well, your room's not going to look decluttered if you have a big pile of clean clothes on the dresser. Okay. Besides the fact that folding them and putting them away is going to reveal what needs to be decluttered. Now, this is not the time to start going through all of your clothes. We're cleaning your room here, but it is a natural thing as you put clothes away. If it doesn't fit, pull out something you like less and get rid of that. If you're not willing to pull something out to make room, then that means that you like this thing you're trying to put away less than you like the thing in your drawer. Okay. Little hint on that is that a lot of times the stuff that's in your drawer, you like it less than the stuff that's recently been washed, because the stuff that's recently been washed is something that you've worn recently, where the stuff in your drawer sometimes is stuff that gets passed over again and again and again. Okay, so it's kind of a natural clue to what kinds of things can go. Okay, as you've now, my guess is your room and making your bed is also possibly procrastinate clutter. Okay, because like, maybe there's a big pile of blankets and sheets in the middle of your bed. I don't know how that happens again and again, but go ahead and make the bed, make that look neat. Maybe that will reveal to you that oh, 
there are two blankets wadded up at the bottom of the bed that actually need to be put away because it's now March or April or whatever. And, um, we're not using those anymore. That's why they're watered at the bottom of the bottom of the bled, bottom of the bled, bottom of the bed. So as you do that and you make the bed, um, it's going to make your room actually look neat, okay? Because you're cleaning your room, it's also going to reveal to you some things that that you can get rid of there, and and go put away for this season. Most likely, in all of this, you probably need to change your sheets. Okay, so go ahead and change your sheets as part of that making the bed process. And that'll make it easier. If you are, if you're some of those people that have just one set of sheets, because you wash them and put them on. That's awesome. Sometimes I wonder if you have that together why you are listening to my podcast, but whatever. But great, you know, fold up the blankets until those sheets are done and put back on the bed. Then work through the decluttering questions, okay, as you work in your bedroom. So things that you have as decluttering questions, um, I only have two, I only use two, and they will help you work through anything in your house. And the first one is the number is the one that you use more than anything else. And that is, if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? Now, it may not have been easy before, like it may not have had an established home, but maybe the first place where you'd look for it is somewhere outside of the bedroom. Go ahead and take it there right now. Okay. You have just established its home by asking yourself the question, where would I look for this first if I needed it? So take it there right now. Um, wherever you're putting things away, either in your room or you're putting them somewhere else in the house, use that as an opportunity to declutter if you get to a space that doesn't have room for this thing where you would look for it first. Okay, so let's say that you, I always use books as an example, but I know that work gets some people worked up. But let's say that, that you have um, a, a phone charger, and you think, okay, well, I would look for my phone charger next to uh, the bed. And so you go and you take it there, right now and you get there and you realize it's a huge mass of phone chargers because you've got the ones that don't work anymore that are still there. You've got the ones that barely work, but they look horrible because all the little stuff on the side is peeled off or whatever. All those things are there. As you go and you go to put this away, acknowledge the fact that putting this phone charger next to the side of the bed it's just going to be one in a mass of messy phone chargers. And so say, okay, well, I'm going to keep, I'm going to let this trigger me to go, okay, I'm going to keep these two good ones. And then these other ones are not going to, um, uh, these are either going to get thrown away or donated depending on whether they work or not. Um, but as you do that, putting it in the place where it goes, it's either going to trigger that there's not enough room for it, or it's going to trigger that, oh, I've already got 16 of those. I don't actually need 16. And it's going to be a natural opportunity for you to just take those couple of things with you back to your room because have a donate box in here. Okay. Have your donate box of where you're putting things um, as you uh, get rid of them, as you find stuff that's clutter. So, um, you know, a big thing for bedrooms because at least for me, they do tend to be the dumping ground is, you know, acknowledging that um, maybe there's a lot of stuff in here that doesn't have an actual home. And part of this process of cleaning the room is figuring out what the actual homes are for people. Bedroom is not an answer to where is this thing's home? 
Okay, it needs to be a specific place within the bedroom. So as you you find that place by asking yourself, where would I look for it first? And as you put it in that spot, that is now its home. Okay, which is going to make future times of cleaning up your room so much easier if things actually do have a home. And that's how you determine how the where the home is, is by where would I look for this first? Was that blathery? Probably, whatever. Okay, go with your most visible surfaces first. Before you start digging through drawers, go with dealing with your surfaces. So if you have a nightstand that tends to collect stuff and is has a pile on it, deal with that before you clean out the bottom drawer of your dresser. Okay? Deal with the top of the nightstand before you deal with the drawers of the nightstand. You're putting things away and you may be opening up those drawers and putting things in there. But again, that is just a one for one, meaning I put something in the drawer of the nightstand. It's messy. It doesn't have enough room for this thing. I pull out something that makes room for that thing, something easy to get rid of that makes room for it. So deal with those visible surfaces first and then go through and purge um, within closed off spaces, drawers, cabinets, things like that. So as you've put everything away and you come across something that you just can't answer the question, where would I look for this first? That's when you use the second decluttering question. Would it occur to me that I that I already had one? Okay. Um, And if you would never even go looking for it, stick it in the donate box. But more than that, the container concept is so key everywhere, but really try to embrace it in your bedroom. Okay. My sock drawer is the limit for how many socks I can keep. You cannot have a clean and neat bedroom if your sock drawer is so full that it won't close. And then you also have a pile of socks next to your nightstand on the floor. Okay. You're never going to be satisfied with your bedroom, which I'm assuming you wanted to know about how to make your bedroom better when you listen to a podcast called How to Clean Your Bedroom, which as a child, I would have thought would be the most boring thing ever made by humans. And maybe it is, who knows? But anyway, but really though, I mean, you wanted your bedroom to be better. That's why you're listening. So acknowledge that there are limits to how much I can keep, right? I can't keep every box that things come in and have my room not look like a box storage room. Okay, if I don't want to live inside of a box storage room, I'm not going to be able to keep every box that comes into my house. Fill them up with clutter, that's great, but there comes a point where you can't keep anymore. Um, Even though maybe, you know, behind the headboard is a great place to stick such and such. Well, when it's full, it's full. Or maybe I don't even want to have stuff stuck behind my headboard. Make sense? Okay. Um, So the container concept is everything container by container. Now that you've gotten your surfaces done and you've put things away and you've made space for those things as you put them away. Now go through first. Well, you can do two things. You can either now that all the surfaces are done and at first glance, this room is decluttered. Okay. Even though there might be clutter within spaces. Sure. Go ahead and do your dusting dust first. Okay, always go top to bottom when you clean, because dust is going to fall and then you're going to vacuum that dust up. So dust, vacuum, now that you've gotten everything picked up, you're able to do that. Okay, 
as, after you, or if you want to do this before you do all the cleaning, you go through container by container. Now that your surfaces are done, go through drawers and pull things out that don't need to be there. Go through cabinets, go through bookshelves, things like that, and pull out the things and embrace the reality of, okay, I decided what my bedroom was going to be. Now, what do I want my bedroom bookshelf to be? Do I want it to be decorative? Do I want it to just store books? What is its purpose? And let me purge it down to serve that purpose well. And then here's another big thing. And this can come at any time in this process when you have this realization. But I so many times have had to get rid of furniture pieces in my bedroom. Okay. So many times I have brought, I've said, oh, it would be so nice to have a big comfy chair in my bedroom and I've got just the space for it. But then that chair turned into a dumping ground for all those, you know, not clean, but not dirty clothes. Or I said, oh, I'm going to put this bookshelf in my bedroom. And that bookshelf turned out to just be a clutter collector. A lot of that I've had to just kind of get over, over time. I've just had to realize that I needed to remove actual pieces of furniture from my bedroom because they weren't helping with the function of the bedroom. And every time I've gotten rid of an actual piece of furniture from my bedroom, it has helped with the overall keeping it under control. Okay, because it can be a space in your home that just collects and collects, especially for people like me, always acknowledge that clutter threshold. Okay, know that that's what you're going for as you declutter. You are working to get to the point where you only have in that space what you can easily keep under control in that space. And if it's continually getting out of control, it's because you have too much stuff in that space. And so keep decluttering again. And then eventually you're going to meet that clutter threshold and you're going to get it to the point where, okay, it's actually staying under control the way that I want it to. Okay. So again, start with the clutter, deal with the clutter first, get out the trash, get out the stuff that goes in other places in the house, deal with your procrastinate clutter, which is a lot of times what the bedroom stuff is. You know, ask yourself the two decluttering questions as you get to more d- difficult things and really embrace every single container within the room and the room itself as a container where everything in it needs to serve the purpose of what that room is. Okay. I hope this has been helpful. Um, I hope you guys are doing amazing and I will talk to you all later. Oh, don't forget, if you would like to become a patron of the show, those who are at the $5 a month or more level get to join a super, super secret Facebook group. If you want to find out more about that, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash a slob comes clean. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.